and welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast. My name is Victoria Smith and I am your host. Today is a coaching episode. But first, I want to let you know that Girl Tries Life is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB. Now, it is also a proud sponsor of this year's Pod Summit, Western Canada's podcast conference. So it's coming up on May 5th. It's not that far away at CKUA in Edmonton. And it's a day of learning and connection making, plus some amazing giveaways. So if you have a podcast, you're going to learn how to make it sound amazing, how to grow your audience and create a show that your listeners are going to love. If you don't have a podcast, you're going to learn how to start one and they'll be really happy to welcome you to the community. Tickets are just $150 and they are limited. So make sure that you don't delay and get yours at podsummit.com. Now, I won't be there in person. I would love to join you. If if you do have any podcasting questions, you can always ask me on Twitter at Girl Tries Life, or you can come to my Facebook page, also Girl Tries Life, or the blog Girl Tries Life. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I won't be there in person. I will be a week away from my due date. I may have already had my baby at that point. I'm kind of hoping she comes early. This is just what I hope. <laughs> Anyways, now again, the podcast network is also sponsored, is powered by ATB. Now, ATB do a lot of really cool things, but one of the things that I want to share with you, because I have now seen it in person, is the ATB Entrepreneurs Center. So whether you're starting or building a business, ATB's Entrepreneur Center is a really great place to go. Absolutely, they can help you with their banking. That is what they do best, but they can also offer workshops and networking opportunities, and they can help set you up with a mentor. As someone that has, you know, sort of dabbled in different careers, I can say getting set up with a mentor is incredibly important, and especially when you're starting a new business. It can be so hard. I often hear people say, well, how do I find a mentor? You know, I don't necessarily know someone who's doing this, or I don't know how to reach out. ATB's Entrepreneur Center can help you with that. Okay, so today on the podcast, I want to talk about how do we do it all. Now, recently I was leading a coaching session and my client asked me, how do you do it all? And I nearly spat out my coffee because I was like, what is she talking about? Like, do it all? She continued and said, like, I see you on Facebook, you podcast, you blog, you train to become a coach, you work, you have a kid. And then once again, I was reminded of the filter that social media provides to others about our lives, that they see the good stuff, that they see the shiny stuff. Because she wasn't wrong. I do all of those things. But what she doesn't see is that my house is in a constant state of disarray and that gives me anxiety. She doesn't see that clean clothes rarely make it from the basket back into their designated drawers. She doesn't see that my to-do list is a mile long, and every time I cross something off, I seem to add two more things to it. She doesn't see the stack of books on my shelf that are all geared around how to do more, including my current pick, which is called Drop the Ball, How to Achieve More by Doing Less by Tiffany Dufu. Now, given what I've been reading lately, and given my client's comment, I've been thinking a lot about how we do it all. And my first big takeaway is this, nobody does it all, nobody. So first and foremost, you need to define what your all is. My all and your all are different. I love to podcast, you might prefer to go hiking or hit up a Zumba class, already we're different. Secondly, it seems to be that for the most part, 
women put far more pressure on themselves to do it all. I don't see this same anxiety in men, and perhaps it exists, but y'all don't talk about it that much. So I'm going to have to make a massive assumption and generalization here in thinking that the doing it all dilemma is experienced more by women. Now, one of my key learnings from Drop the Ball, and I highly recommend you pick up a copy, was in creating a what she called a MEL, a management Excel list. Name it whatever you want, but it basically looks at all the things that you would aim to do firstly at home. It's like the master list, so to speak. So everything from the daily dishes to the annual car maintenance to who in your house submits your taxes. Now, I believe that part of the stress that we experience is in keeping the running to-do list in so many places. I have household to-do lists. I have the, like, (laughs) my big dream of all the stuff we're going to, like, projects around the house, the running mental list of what chores need to be done, post-it notes about events, and shockingly, I even have two different calendars, one for work and and one for home. That spells disaster to me. Why I have it, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people are in that same situation, though, where you've got, like, your Google calendar for home and your Outlook calendar for work and... I don't know, but in keeping everything in one place, as a starter, you can visually see what doing it all means and how ridiculous it is to expect one person to do everything. Tiffany Dufu, the author of Drop the Ball, suggests that if you're living with a partner, then you go through that list and you designate who's going to do what based on, first, your skill set. My husband is far better at setting up technology than I am. Secondly, on interest. I actually like folding laundry while watching TV. And third, on the season of your life. And now number three is really important because it would be nice and easy to draw a line in the sand and say, this is yours and this is mine, but that's not how life works. For example, we're about to have a newborn and I'm going to attempt to try breastfeeding again. Didn't work out so well the first time, but if it works out for us, then I truly am going to need my husband and my created village to step up for me. Because I will literally be attached to a tiny human by the boob for God knows how many hours, and that transition period is not going to be the time that I can worry about the spring garden cleanup. So again, you know, my season of having a newborn is one thing, but it could be changing jobs, uh, losing a job, A sick family member, taking care of a parent, moving across the country, just a busy season at work. It doesn't matter what your season is, everything needs to be able to flex. Now what was also interesting is that there is a column for each person that contributes to the household chores and activities, but there is also a column for no one. Say what? (laughs) No one? Yes. That's what it means to drop the ball. And as, as in, does it matter that my garden is a complete disaster this year? No, it really doesn't, unless gardening is on my list of most important things. So speaking of, you need to figure out what is important to you. Perhaps it's important to you that your house is clean, but tidiness doesn't matter. And I'm one of those people, hence why I have a cleaner to do the important things every two weeks. But the other 26 days of the month, my house is an untidy mess. It's clean, but it's messy. So for me, podcasting is important. 
And in order to podcast this past year, I had to let go of writing so many new blog posts. I dropped the ball intentionally. For me, training to be a health coach was important. I had a self-imposed deadline of finishing my certification before the baby came. Other things had to fall off my list. For the past eight months, in order to commit to that extra eight hours of coursework and skills labs and practice clients every week, I had to watch less reality TV. (laughs) I hung out with friends a little less and I had to prioritize sleep. I didn't do it all. Until my legs started giving out due to pregnancy, which is a very long story, it was important for me to try and go swimming three times a week. And so when I could, I was waking up at the crack of ass dawn and swimming at 5.30. 5.30 sucks. It sucks so bad. And when I say I went swimming at 5.30, know that if you think that sounds horrible, it is. But it's the only time that I could squeeze it in because it was important to me. We have to carve out that time for the things that are important to us. But do you see what I'm saying here in that like, Doing it all or doing all of the things that are important to you does not mean it's going to be sunshine and rainbows 24-7. It means hard work. It means scheduling. It means figuring things out with your partner and balancing who does what. It means that things are going to have to either drop off your list entirely or you're going to have to put things on the back burner. There is no such thing as the proverbial all Just all the things that truly matter to you. So here's what I want you to do today. I want you to write down your master list. Get everything out of your head and onto paper or onto an Excel spreadsheet or onto a Word document. I don't care what it is. Now, if you have a partner, maybe go through that list with them and figure out who is going to do what. But first and foremost, I want you to decide what is just not going to get done. Now, the first couple that you cross off your list might feel painful because you wanted to do it or you feel like you have to do it. But take a deep breath and think of what it will mean to have that time back in your life. To be able to focus on that which is truly more important to you. So would I rather live in a spotless house? Or would I rather sit on the floor and play trains with my son listening to him name all the different carriages? I think you know the answer to that. So decide what your all is, decide what's important to you, and focus your efforts there. Your all is up to you. That's how you do it all. Have a fantastic week and next week on the podcast, I am really pleased to say we have a fantastic interview with the Telegraph journalist, Bryony Gordon, who is going to talk to us all about her struggle with mental health. We're going to talk about her podcast, Mad World. She's interviewed Prince Harry and Mel C. So I'm now like one degree of separation away from a prince and a Spice Girl. So that's pretty exciting. But we talk about perception of mental health in society and and. Bryony's experience with OCD and how she's not come around the other side because mental illness is usually something that stays with people, but how she copes with it and what her life looks like now compared to what it looked like before she sought help. It is a fantastic interview. She is hilarious and funny and we had a blast. So I highly recommend you check it out. (laughs) 